What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you are truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we will explore topics from magic to practical step-by-step -step processes and everything in between. There's no place we won't go, nothing too ridiculous or weird, in the quest to live life as grand as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer are the embodiment of Opposites Attract. Collectively, they're the summation of Megan's big vision, coupled with Suzanne's knack of her details. Partnered in love and in business for the last five years, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Welcome, everybody, to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. I am your host, Megan Silito, joined by my co-host, Suzanne Stoffer. Woohoo! Wahoo! You know what? I just freaking love our song so much. Our I know advertisement. I do, too. <laughs> do you just sit and dance? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see you. I'm in another word so, room, so I just get all excited because I think about our beach locations and I just put myself there and it's so fun. <laughs> I just needed to say that. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. So I am so excited because we have our first guest of our new show on today, uh, Angela Johnson, and one of my favorite people in the world. Um, I want to say just a couple things about her and then let's bring her on to say hi to the people. Um, uh, after being fired in 2008, Angela was on the fast track to being an entrepreneur in 2012 when she came out of the quote, spiritual closet. <laughs> we talked about closets. As an intuitive, she was told the only way to make more money and serve more people was to work harder, hustle faster, and push more. Uh, excuse me. She did what any rebel would do. She blew up her business and created it her way, and that is when the solopreneur movement was born. Uh, what's a solopreneur? People who are crazy enough to think they can change the world, so they do. Freaking love that. Mm -hmm. And now devotes her business to other soul-inspired entrepreneurs and shows them how to make more money and a bigger impact by fusing their business with their soul prosperity path. Ah, welcome, Angela. I'm so excited to have you on the show today as a fellow rebel. Um, <laughs> I just, I love you so much and I love what you're doing in the world, so welcome. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here, and I love your music, too, at the beginning. It's awesome. <laughs> How can you not be happy? How can you, I dare anybody to listen to that music and not be happy? Exactly. <laughs> Beautiful. So, um, I understand we, uh, we're going to hop into some... Um, content from you, Angela. I'm really excited to, like, I feel like your path um, and sort of, oh, I would say cutting through all the crap of what's out there in business and marketing and finding your true north um, mm -hmm. has been super inspiring to me. And being an entrepreneur myself and having uh, pretended that the crap wasn't there, avoided it, then tried it, and then went, ah, 
<laughs> like I can really uh, resonate with that process, and I'm excited to to participate with you and and learn more about how you've done what you've done. Yeah, you know, well, I think a lot of people are in that boat in some way or another because every industry has the kind of the shadow side <laughs> or the crap, as you say, mm-hmm. and and um, and so I think it's you know people are just waking up to you know what there's got to be a different way. Even if I don't see a lot of examples of it, even if I don't, you know, have a whole lot of proof of it in my own life, but there's something that just pulls you into that. There's got to be something else because this is going to damn near kill me. If I if I pretend that, like, this life or this pace or, you know, feeling this way or not feeling a certain way is going to be okay the rest of my life. Mm. <laughs> Beautiful. That's awesome. And I, I kind of feel... Um, like I want to, I understand that we have a caller, so I'd like to take the caller real quick, and then we'll uh, continue on with our lovely conversation here. Cool. So if we could uh, bring the caller in, oh, haha, uh, there is now no caller. So we were just <laughs> kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> we were just gonna tease everybody. <laughs> so caller, um, if you. Uh, our, uh, we would love you to come back. I, I think that they accidentally dropped you, so please come back. We 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 do want to hear your question and and or and you know, you. we can also have somebody else call us if they want at one eight one five eight eight zero eight two five five. You know, so there are other callers out there, Megan. I think, and I think some mm-hmm. of them might want to call in if they had the number. I don't know. Just a thought. So you were uh you don't want me to put all my eggs in one collar yeah, basket? I don't. I really don't. <laughs> and you know, if people want to, they can come to the chat room at a to zen fm. It's super fun. It's like you're in the back end of the radio show because our producers are there and it it really is where the party is and we have a few people here. We've got poetry today in our chat room, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. We have a we have a we have a tree in our chat room. <laughs> <laughs> and the best kind of tree, too. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so come to fm and right there over to in the middle, it says um, you can just click on the chat room. It, it's the red bar near the top of your screen, and then you give yourself a name and log in, and you can ask questions there, and you can join us in our party um with all of our producers it's awesome mhm thank you for bringing in the details as yeah. you do so You're eloquently welcome. and clearly thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> so angela i am uh i'm really interested uh we were talking about this uh suzanne and i a little bit earlier about like how you like invested like a ton of money and i'll let you decide whether you want to say how much or not and um in in different marketing strategies over the years and mm-hmm. your process with sort of figuring out your way inside all of that can you speak to that yeah, I'd be happy to, and I'd be happy to share the amount because it shocked the shit out of me when I actually added up the numbers. <laughs> um, 
so I actually was just curious, you know, because my life and business is so completely different now than it was even a year ago and definitely five years ago. And so I just started adding up all the numbers, of programs I've purchased, you know, whether it's high-end mastermind program, events I've gone to, and in the last five years I've invested over $200,000. Wow. And that's like that's a lot of money for me anyway, you know. That's like, oh, that's how my profits have gone. Oh, that makes so much more sense now. Um, you know, and here's what really happened is because, you know, when I was fired in 2008, you know, they say laid off, but we know what that means. Um, I, you know, I'd already known that there was something bigger for me. And, the, you know, the irony behind the scenes is the day before I was fired, I was actually leading a summer solstice ceremony. So it was really fitting that summer solstice is, you know, a week from now and we're doing this show. Like, it's really, you know, awesome. Um, <laughs> so anyway, leading this ceremony with like 150 people. And I had everyone write down what is their intention, like what are they creating? And I remember exactly what I wrote down on my piece of paper. And it was the most vague intention ever. And the universe responded within 24 hours. And it said this, that I'm in my perfect career now making the perfect amount of money. <laughs> and I was like, wow, well, I, next time, P.S., you know, be more specific. And the next day I went into the office and was told, oh, actually, your last day is going to be it was like 30 days. So they at least gave me like a 30-day you know, window. And um, and what was ironic even before that is a couple of weeks before that, I actually was having a conversation with my boss, and this was the conversation that kind of got me fired, was basically just saying, you know, I think I'm meant for more than just this marketing position. And my boss asked me, he said, well, what do you see yourself doing? And these words just started coming out of my mouth. Um, it was kind of like an out-of-body experience. And he said, I want to empower women, starting with myself. And I want to work with women, kids in Africa. And I'd never consciously said those words out loud. So little did I know that I was actually putting things into motion for me to be doing exactly that work, and that's what my life is now. And I've been to Africa twice now. Woohoo! So it really started, you know, from that perspective. But um, so after being fired, I was totally scrambling. I was broke. I was and broke as in like if I went to more than one networking meeting in a week, I had to choose because I didn't have gas in my car to go to both. Like, it was that kind of um, struggle and scarcity. And so I did that for almost two years. And it kept trying to, you know what, like, do my affirmations and meditate more. And, like, you know, but I was not marketing and selling myself. I just kept thinking if I had a good intention and I kept putting it out there to the universe and somehow <laughs> things would come together. So I totally, like, over-spiritualized my business and my mission and my and my life. Um and so I just realized, you know what, I'd had enough. Like I was done with that and I've got to do it a different way. So I went to extreme opposite, which sometimes I do in my life. And I hired my first mentor. And I had no idea how I was going to pay for it. I said, you know what, I know I've got to do this. Let me sign the contract. Give me a week to come up with the first month's payment. And it was about $850. Now, mind you, I had never invested $850 a month you know, and anything for me personally. So this was a huge step. But that's what started my investing journey. And that was the year that I actually crossed six figures. I actually created six figures in my business within 10 months. And it was really, like, I really attribute that to I invested in myself. I got out of my own way. But at the same time, what I was what I started doing is I started doing it everyone else's way. Because my way, you know, quote, my way had not worked. And so I, was, uh -huh. I actually lost a lot of trust with myself. 
And I think that's what people do is they lose, they forget how to trust themselves and they believe everyone else and they keep throwing money at a problem. And that's what I did. I kept throwing money at a problem. Oh, maybe this program will work or maybe this, you know, whatever. And that started shifting when I asked one of my mentors, and this was about 2012, and I just told her, I said, I am burned out. Like, I don't know how much longer I can do this. And I was actually listening to another speaker at another event because I was event crazy at the time, going to all events I could. And this woman was on stage talking of her lifestyle and how she you know, rides horses four days a week and she works just a couple hours, you know, a day. She has a seven-figure, you know, multiple seven-figure business and, and she has a team. And I said, how do I do that? Like, I want that. And my mentor said, that doesn't exist. That person is lying on stage and it doesn't exist. If you really want this, you've got to work harder, Angela. Mm. And I just remember that moment was just like, well, shit, like, like that's it? Like, I'm doing all this? And, it, and like, that was a pivotal moment because that moment I actually chose to believe her. Even though mm. it felt so horrible in my body and I just thought, well, I don't want to go work, you know, back in corporate and maybe she's right, you know, because I had put all of my power to other people's systems, other people's formulas. Um, and while it was kind of a depressing moment, it was also the moment that is like I had to go, I guess, a level like breaker or a level deeper to go, oh, maybe there is a different way. And I am totally willing to see if it's possible, even if I lose everything. Because I've been at zero. I know I can build this up again if this truly is the only way to make this happen. Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, that's you know kind of kind of my journey. Um, and then you know, and I think the the big moment for me was in 2012. You know, I was almost to multiple six figures. I was following the system. I was a good little student. I was doing my events and <clears throat> everything that way. And um, and I just woke up one day and I was completely depressed. And not just like kind of bummed out, but like um, would lie in bed for a couple hours talking myself to get out of bed. Hmm. And and I remember my husband actually, he's a pretty easy, you know, chill, like, go with the flow guy. And when he said, Angela, I'm really worried about you, I knew that something was wrong. And for me, depression equaled oppression. I was oppressing my intuitive gifts. I was oppressing my desires. I was, I was pushing down so much everything that I wanted that it was manifesting in my body and in my mind as depression. And... I like it was like one day and I'm like okay I'm blowing this up and I fired like I think in a week I fired most of my clients I fired my mentors <laughs> and I was like at ground zero I'm like well what do I do now because <laughs> <laughs> I have like really no money coming in again and I've been there before so what do I really want to do and that's like that is what began my journey as a solopreneur and I'm so glad that I jumped off the ledge because I realized that I could fly. Like, I wasn't mm-hmm. going to crash. Like, I actually had to jump in order to know that, oh, there's a whole hell of a lot more joy and magic and ease, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to actually live in that space. I I just love your story so much, Angela. And, and I'd really like to kind of get, like, tell me about, the attributes of how you feel now in your business, you know, like compared oh. to back then, right? 
oh my gosh, right when you said that, I just started, like, tears started coming in my eyes, good tears, <laughs> and this is like a regular daily occurrence, and I just sit and I look at my life and sit there and cry because it's so fabulous, mm. you know, like, so much joy, like, everyday joy, everyday magic, like, I chose my word for 2015 to be magic, and watch out like when you choose that word mm-hmm. <laughs> watch out because mm-hmm. you will see how much magic there is um like my perfect example is you know my cute little niece who's almost three is downstairs at my house and so i came home from the gym we played my little pony for a few minutes i made my smoothie i got ready, ready for this call like i'm in my workout clothes like it's as real as it gets you know and there's so much peace so much joy and to, to know that you can trust yourself, like, that makes you unstoppable. It's not someone else's formula or someone, like, do this, do this, do that. It's when you trust yourself and you're willing to, like, live from that space, anything truly is possible. Like, the magical things that are showing up in my life, in my business, my body, my marriage, my bank account, like, everything is expanding in good ways. Like, the most unimaginable things are, are showing up in you know, the speed of thought. Like, mm-hmm. that's my reality now. You know, working on really big, you know, projects in my business, things that would, that before I'd be frazzled, it would take me, you know, when I would produce one of my three-day events, it would take me weeks to recover. And I would be a complete mess and a complete bitch, to be honest, <laughs> you know, <laughs> weeks leading into it. Um that my husband would, you know, I would not be the kind of person he'd want to be around. And like I said, he's a pretty easygoing guy, so that that says a lot. And we actually just had a conversation three days ago, and I said, wow, like I have an event happening in a week and a half, and we're spending the day on a Saturday going to breakfast, hanging out. I said, I don't remember us ever doing that. And he just looked at me and said, me neither, and I really like this. Mm. You know, like that, like living your life's work and being in a relationship that is incredible and your business is working and it's just, it's all working. And even when the crap comes up, like there's stuff that comes up, but instead of it taking me out for days or weeks or months, it's a matter of moments. Mm-hmm. It's maybe an hour tops. And then I'm like, oh, got it. What else is possible? I choose joy. I choose magic. And since that's who I am at my core, like what else is possible? So yeah, it's a it's like night and day difference to who I am, who I be, what I create, and really how I create it. You know, instead of me working my my ass off just like around the clock and you know spinning in circles, like oh if I just work harder, if I just do this one strategy, if I just do this, it's like oh take a step back. Okay, how do I want to feel? Like, what could be the greatest contribution to my clients, to the world, to my bank account, to me? Like, would I be willing to have that? Okay, so if I'm willing to have that, then I wonder what magic is available for me to create that and receive it. Instead of, how hard can I work? What's the strategy? And let me prove to everyone how hard of a worker I am, and hopefully it works. But, by the way, it never does. So then you just got to prove yourself again (laughs) in the next round, in the next, and it's a never-ending, suffocating cycle. Mhm. Well, and it sounds like to me that it really started with this internal shift of, you know what, I know the answers. I have truth inside of me. I can find my way. I can create what I want in my business and not give up anything. 
It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be an either or situation. Um, you know, like I can have it all, which is what our show is totally about. And, you know, um, so that's why I love having you on because it's so what you're speaking about is exactly what our show is about, which is mm-hmm. like it, it's about finding the and guys. It's about, you know, mm-hmm. having the awesome relationship and having brunch, you know, on a Saturday and putting on this awesome event in a week and a half. Right. And not mm-hmm. choosing either or and not, um, you know, working your guts out um, just to like go home and fall in bed and, you know, say hi to your husband, you know, like right before you go Mm -hmm. off to sleep. Right. So it's like Mm -hmm. uh, this whole and plus with your is it your niece that's here visiting you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like having that together time and that connection time with your family and, you know, being able to kind of flow from one place to another. I mean, that's kind of what it's Mm -hmm. sounding like, like from out Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I would like to, um, throw something in here. We have a question in the chat room. Uh, mm-hmm. I just from, saw that. Yeah, from Brina Bees. Brina Bies. I'm not sure how, if I'm pronouncing that right. You could correct Brianna. me. Maybe Bri- Brianna. Yeah. Um, she says, I try to choose success, happiness, joy, etc. But then, li- then life deals me crap. What am I missing? And I, <laughs> you know what? I think all three of us have that has been part of the process and magic of success. And I, I'd like to kind of toss it to you girls about how you, how would you respond to that? Well, the way I would respond to that is that choosing success and happiness and joy is a moment-by-moment choice. And, you know, there's lots of times when uh, I drift uh, into – thoughts that are not serving me, you know, Um, even this morning, um, I was like feeling really overwhelmed with, uh, with promoting the show and with trying to get on the show. And my work is so, so busy. And I'm, there's just a lot going on in my life. And I had this moment of, wow, this is just too much. I don't, I don't know that, you know, like I can do this. And Mm -hmm. that thought just brought tears to my eyes and I just started to cry. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so there are always those moments. And then what I get to do is I get to feel into that and see what's true about that and what's not true about that. So we're all going to drift, but there's a choice on whether you stay in the drift or whether you choose to shift. And so I realized probably two minutes in that that thought, of being overwhelmed, of not being able to do this, is just a thought. And I'm totally Mm -hmm. buying into that thought in that moment. And so, you know, thank goodness I have an awesome partner who gives me pieces of paper that say, all of life comes to me in ease, joy, and glory. And she's written it down like 10 times and she hands it to me. And at the bottom she says, I love you, Megan. Right. So the the prompt was for me to say, all of life comes to me with ease, joy and glory. All of life comes to me with ease, joy and glory. And even as I say that now, there's a lifting and a lightness to how I feel versus the heaviness of like, it's too overwhelming. I can't do this. Right. So 
it starts with catching yourself in the lie. Whenever we feel heavy, it's a lie. And so you, we get to choose that moment of, okay, you know what? I can buy into this lie and go down this path of overwhelm and tears, or I can come back to center, take a deep breath, and realize what's good about this moment, what's true about this moment. And, you know, and so I did. I was like crying while I was saying, all of life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory. <laughs> you know, <laughs> for probably like five or six times before I actually believed it. You know, and then Megan's right there, her cute smiling face, and I have to give her a hug and a love and tell her thanks for, you know, putting me on track again. And here I am doing the show. So it's it's not it's not like we don't all have this stuff that comes up. It's just what are we going to do when we drift? Are we going to stay in that drift or are we going to shift back to what's true, what's light, what's possible? And that's how I would answer that. Mm-hmm. I want to just give a quick shout out The all of life comes to me with ease, joy and glory is an access consciousness tool that we use. It's really the only mantra that access consciousness use because it's very question driven. And um, it but there's something about that statement for me and, and what the words glory mean. Glory means the abundance of the universe, right? And just by really, and it's not really like the fake it till you make it kind of affirmation. It's just the truth. Like no matter how far along the conscious entrepreneurial success path you get, I mean, I don't, I mean, I've made like, you know, $200 in a month and I've made $20,000 in a month. And that doesn't mean that I the twenty thousand dollar month. I don't have moments like ah, <laughs> you know. It's like I think there there's sort of this illusion of what success is. It means I'm always happy. I'm always joyful. I'm always in the magic. And it's just like you said, Angela. Like the the amount of time that you stay in that ah shortens and shortens and shortens. The more mm-hmm. agile we get with tools, and the more authentic we are in choosing a life that works for us. So would there be anything you would add to that, Angela? Well, I just got two hits, actually, from the question. It's a great question because when I'm into shit, I ask myself the same question. Um, (laughs) The the thing that I would ask, um, I think it's Brianna or Brina, um, is, in just truth, are you addicted to struggle? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, for me, that, because I was actually introduced to Access Consciousness a couple years ago, and I thought it was the wonkiest, craziest. I was like, this is insane. You people are crazy. Good luck with that. You know, I was pretty, I was very judgmental about it. And when I look back at that, it's because I was so committed to struggle. Like, it's got to be hard if it's going to be worth it. And then part two, the other um, hit that I got is, like, are you trying to save other people from themselves? You know, are you trying to take on, it's kind of like this energy of like, oh, I'll take this on because I'm strong. Like, I've got it. I don't want to see you hurt. I don't want to see you struggle. Like, that was a big piece of my life in the past. And what happens is we buy into people's stories about like, oh, you're weak. You're broken. 
and by taking that on for them, because we do it from a place of compassion, but what happens is we affirm that story to them either consciously or unconsciously. Like, oh, yeah, you are broken. You are weak, including the world. Like, we take on the world's problems, um, and it can get really heavy, (laughs) you know? And so it's like it takes a lot of judgment to actually view those things as wrong or there's a problem or there's a challenge. It's like, well, what could we love about this? Like, am I willing to actually let the self-correcting universe do its job and I just take care of me? And so I'm wondering if either of those two things apply when it feels just like, oh, life is getting hard, it's kind of crappy, like I really want this, you know, success, whatever that looks like for you. Um, Just ask yourself, like, would I be willing to have this be easy? Am I willing for this to be magical? Am I willing to actually choose joy instead of trying to learn it through contrast? Because that's what we're told, right, in the spiritual community, especially like, oh, Well, there's a reason why there's contrast. In order to know light, you have to know dark. In order to know joy, you have to know suffering. I call bullshit. Mm -hmm. You know, like, what if it's actually we know and live joy because that's who we are and that's what we choose? I think that's what we're waking up to as a conscious community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. I freaking love that, Angela. Could you say that question that you spoke? And I want to, you said truth, are you... Addicted to Sorry. struggle? Is yeah, are you addicted you to struggle? It? Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I want to say something about that. Um, when you put truth at the beginning of any question, you kind of cut through your own bullshit. Like, it just has to. When you say somebody to somebody, truth, are you blah, blah, it, like, it really brings them that truth forward for them to it to reveal to themselves. Um, and it, it, I think it's, it's kind of like the, uh, a sword, right? <laughs> Truth, you know, are you addicted to struggle? And any, any time that, you know, we find ourselves in struggle, I think that's a fantastic question for us all to ask. And then asking ourselves, hey, am I willing to choose joy? Am I willing for this to be easeful? Am I willing for magic, um, to, to support me in creation. And I feel like that's a practice when we have been addicted to struggle. And I think almost all of us have been on this planet. It's like you said, it's like <laughs> access bullshit, you know, like <laughs> that would be too easy. Right. And so it's like, I, I feel like it's really this, a practice of calling ourselves on those kinds of things and then choosing the joy, choosing back into the ease. And pretty soon that becomes the stronger muscle, that the choice for joy and magic, as you talk about, Angela, becomes so natural so that when you are having those little, you know, those little sound bites of blah, that you you, ha- you have practiced choosing something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <clears throat> Well, I think we need to go to break and contemplate all of these things. <laughs> so we're going to have, it's not really break, it's the uh, beach dance. Yeah. Uh, for the next couple of minutes, let's all dance to the beach music, and we will come back with Megan Silito, Suzanne Stopper, and Angela Johnson talking about having it all and doing business your way. Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career, where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it, 
On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or, Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word, and. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, life, and all things weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to Suzanne P. Stoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Hey, welcome back to Life, Love, Love, Life, Life and Love, and All Things Weird with Megan Silito, <laughs> Suzanne Stoffer, and our special guest, Angela Angela Johnson and we are talking about having it all in life and business and the process of creating success you know and and the how each one of us um comes to that for ourselves and and what that means so um welcome back ladies um I'm loving 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 our conversation um something that I when you were talking about your story, Angela, that kind of came to me was uh, there are a couple really key things you said, which was like uh, when you said, um, well, I'd already been, I'd already had nothing. I'd already been to zero point. I wasn't scared of that. And mm-hmm. so like that, I think sometimes like that process of like, having everything stripped away and and sort of that complete place of unknown. 
But knowing that you're okay, that knowing that you can create from ground zero, knowing in your bones because you've been there before, like allows you to go, okay, what else is possible here? And then, uh, and I want to talk about these two things. And I think this also sort of applies to um, the, the question that we had in the chat room, which is that you kind of, you were in nothing. You are at ground zero. And I wrote down the, what you said then. And you said, what do I knew now, do now? What do I really want to do? So then what you did, even, you know, before you had these specific tools, you were asking questions at zero point. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think that there's something really powerful about knowing. I remember um, actually a, a, a lady that I met through you, Angela. I can't remember her name. It was at the first Ignite uh, conference that we were that I spoke at uh, that you uh, put on. Um, mm -hmm. you, you can remember remind me of her name, but she said. Um, she said, what is the definition of financial security? And then she goes, okay, everybody, what's your number? When are you going to be secure? And everybody was like, well, if I made a, I think mine was if I made $500,000 a year, then I'd be secure. And she's like, that's mm -hmm. actually not security. You know, there's a lot of people that make all the different numbers, but they're so mm -hmm. scared of losing it all that they're actually mm -hmm. not secure. And that mm -hmm. if that financial security was really knowing in your bones, in your cells, that you could lose everything and go out and create it again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, I think there's something very like profound about that aspect of your experience. Yeah, you know, and it sounds so awesome now. <laughs> and it was scary as shit <laughs> when I was in it. Just like, like that moment of just like, oh my gosh, I really am blowing up everything that I have worked so hard to create and I think part of that too is we you know for me I got so caught up in my identity as a six-figure business owner and I can help you do this and then going from like from that to zero to literally zero within a week and just going huh well, <laughs> I wonder how this is going to work out, you know. Um, and so in that moment, I mean, it was not pleasant. I think I cried every day, not the good tears, <laughs> you know, not tears of joy, but just like absolute like panic and absolute just like I can't believe I'm doing this. And and I had a lot of people actually in my life, mentors that I paid a lot of money to, mastermind members, who were telling me I was absolutely crazy. I was absolutely out of my mind and that I was just, you know, sabotaging myself. Like, I heard it all. You know, oh, well, you just must not want it bad enough, Angela. This is the greatest form of, you know, sabotage. Like, why would you build this up? And I just knew. It's like, I have to do it differently. I cannot keep doing it this way. There's no joy in what I'm feeling and experiencing. And I've just got to do it different. So when you are in that rebuild phase and just dripping yourself naked, just like, who am I really? No, wait, who am I really? No, wait, who am I really? No, wait, what do I really desire? And I realized through that process, too, that I had convinced myself really eloquently of all the things I should want. Oh, well, success means this. Success means that. And then really asking myself, do I even want that? And for a lot of it, it was no. It's like, wow, that's really kind of surprising because I it was really good at building my life around all these things that I should want. I wonder what kind of, I wonder what's possible when I actually start building my life about what I truly desire, what I desire, not what, not what someone tells me I should want. 
especially the person that I paid thousands of dollars to. <laughs> you know, like, would I be willing to have a different um, reality than what I'm being told is possible? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and actually, Angela, I I really resonate with that too because. Um, you know, actually kind of growing up in the LDS church, I really bought into a lot of what the religion told me I should want. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, I mean, I'm like 30 plus years old and I'm taking a look at my life and it's actually, it's, it's looks like the perfect representation of you know what I should want, and yet I'm feeling super unhappy and unmotivated, and actually really just uh, like a terrible mom and a terrible wife and all of that kind of stuff. Like it, it. I thought that if I lined up my life according to what this religion said, that then I would find the peace and happiness. Um, that I was looking for. And it was actually quite the opposite. So I think everybody buys into old stuff about what their life should be to the point where, you know, it's it's kind of comical. Like, you know, the big thing in business is six figures or multiple six figures. Well, mm-hmm. you know, for years and years, m- what my priority was was to work like 10 to 15 hours a week and have enough time and connection with my kids and make a pretty good salary. But I wasn't interested in six figures necessarily. If it came, that was great. Um, but it's not, it didn't mean that I was successful in my business. It meant that, you know, like what I was doing was actually success for me. And yet I hear that all the time with business owners that they, judge themselves or they find themselves wanting because they aren't, you know, financially hitting this six-figure mark. Um, And Mm -hmm. so it really, you really do have to take a look at what your priorities are and what your life is about and, and actually go deep and say, what, am I just buying somebody else's life? You know, Mm -hmm. am I just buying somebody else's reality of what success is or what is truly, you know, authentic for me? And how how does my everyday want to look and how do I create that? You know, and here, here's one thing I'll add to that, too, because there there were quite, quite honestly moments, like a lot of moments, that I actually didn't know what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I was so not willing to be honest with myself because of, I just, like, I had numbed out. And I remember just thinking, like, okay, how do I want to feel? And so there were a lot of moments that I just followed the feeling. I wasn't chasing after a thing or an item or a, like, status. It was like, how do I want to feel? And I followed the feeling. And, you know, we know how energy works now. Like, I realized what I was doing. And I'm really glad that I had that awareness. Like, just follow the feeling. Like, does this feel good? Does this, you know, this po- you know, opportunity or possibility, does it feel good? If it doesn't, then no, I'm not doing it. And I couldn't, I didn't have the language around, like, an access, you know, is, is it heavy or light? But, you know, that I would definitely say that because when you strip a lot, well, everything away, um, there's a, 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 
the brainwashing <laughs> that happens. You literally have to like wash your brain of everything you thought you knew. Um, and so if you don't have the pictures or that that vision, you know, that big vision that we as entrepreneurs talk about, like if you don't have that, I so get what it feels like. It feels really almost embarrassing. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm an entrepreneur without a vision. <laughs> like how can that be possible? And so I just follow the feeling and then the vision starts taking place when you're willing to do that. Mm-hmm. There's lots of action happening in the chat room, ladies. I don't know if you have been uh, looking, but uh, the the conversation about um, what is bullshit and, and our caller that had asked the question feels like she's really struggling with our response to her. And um, mm-hmm. I think that we're we're looking at this, you know, what is bullshit? And I and I love mm-hmm. this. Uh, what our producer Keisha said for me that is bullshit is the place I have bought into that I have to do or be or choose and mm-hmm. um, anything that we're buying into that isn't us isn't uniquely who we are I think does become bullshit in our lives and I think mm-hmm. for each one of us I think we have to find we have to really take an honest look in the mirror right if if you feel like you're in struggle all the time that means that you're choosing struggle Right. It's like that one of my mentors years ago had a saying says, like, if you want to know what you're committed to, look at your results. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, in in like sort of looking at the the success process, you got to look at, okay, what are my results right now? Am I happy? And and to understand, hey, you know, whether we call it an addiction or whether we call it just, wow, what am I committed to right now, is Mm -hmm. like looking at where your choices are leading you and what kind of choices you constantly or continually make and really being honest about that and going, oh, all right. So (laughs) I noticed that I have been um, doing it the hard way for the last three years or 30 years or whatever. It's like, huh. What else is possible? I think the process of getting out of any pattern that we're in is simply asking a question. What else is possible here? Is there something, is there a life choice I haven't considered or haven't let myself Mm -hmm. see yet? You know? Yeah. Oh, I just love what Keisha said in in the chat. What is struggle we have created is actually an indication of our brilliance. Mm, I love that. Beautiful. Mm. Yes. Cuz yes. here's I I what that reminds me of is is, is something that I really I've heard it before but it really hit home with Dane here which who's one of the co-founders of Access Consciousness when he said that there there is nothing you have ever done or been that has been wrong. And what mm-hmm. if everything you've ever called wrong or wrongness is actually a strongness? And so that that was a great reminder, Keisha, is that when we when we're talking about, hey, you know, what am I committed to? Or gosh, you know, looks like I have this addiction to struggle. It we're not seeing that from a wrongness perspective. We're saying that from an energetic perspective. You know, I freaking love drama queens, man, because they're so powerful. <laughs> like they really they're a freaking good time. And when I, I've seen like drama queens switch from drama to creation. And mm. it is like one of the most beautiful things in the world. The mm. drama is not a wrongness. The drama is this potency that uh, needs a vehicle, right? That mm-hmm. <laughs> needs a needs a, a little bit more direction. And so, yeah, like 
if if we're infinite beings and we've created a shit pile of a life for ourselves, like, holy crap, only an infinite being who's capable of everything could pretend that their life is a shit pile. I mean, that takes a lot of potency, you know? And so <laughs> it's like, okay, awesome. Look what I've created. What else is possible here? <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of energy. <laughs> well, cause look at you know, some of the shit piles, as you call it. I love that. Cause I look at some of the shit storms that I've created for myself and, and how I got out of it. And there was like this, and again, I'll use the word addiction because it's just a word that I use. So use a different word if that doesn't resonate for you. But it was like, oh my gosh, I love being the hero of my own life. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I create all this so then I can rise above and like kind of pat myself on the back. Like, whoa, did you see that? I just look like that, like 11th hour. I, you know, made something happen and wow. And it's like that rush that was like, whoo, yeah. And so when I started looking at like, wow, like that's a really divine orchestration of manifesting. So imagine how much more joyful and how much more beneficial and effective I could be if I actually shifted my belief around what's possible. Instead of trying to prove that I'm worthy, just know that I am and create from that space and then imagine how much more enjoyable the creation can be. Because when you look at like the shit storms, it's like, wow, like all those details, all those things had to come together right then at that moment for me to experience that. So I wonder what else is possible if I actually shift the belief that is creating all that. And so for me, when I started looking at, like, especially the things that, you know, damn near take your breath away because it's like, I don't know if I can breathe again after this, right? And instead of going, oh, my God, I'm such a loser, it's like, wow, I'm brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like, I created, like, all of that. And just a one-degree shift can now create such magnificence instead of that struggle and that hard and just, like, you know, that that heaviness. So. <laughs> Well, and that's what I love so much about being accountable for our life, like being 100% accountable for our life, that whatever is happening in our life has everything to do with us. It's not Mm -hmm. the world or it's not the universe coming at us with its stuff. It's Mm -hmm. us creating that. It's We are such powerful creators. So we can create massive drama, which I did for like 20 years of my life. I'm such an awesome (laughs) drama queen, especially in relationship. Are you kidding me? Like that was my area to create all kinds of drama. I was the I was the one that was like getting out of the car on the side of the street and like yelling at my partner as I'm like walking away and people are like staring at me like that was me. Seriously. Oh wow. Yeah. I just can't so. even imagine that now. <laughs> oh, she is capable of so much. I, I will tell you like talk about drama in relationship, oh. right? So, um so yeah, like that was so much potency that was so much energy that I was directing into this crazy drama rather than actually turning it around into into massive creation right and so uh yeah take it takes one to know one I think but like I love the drama queens I honor them all because I totally get how that can be turned around into such massive potency and power mm-hmm. awesome Keisha posted in the chat room, are we willing to be the potent, badass creators 
we truly be? Oh, I love that question. And everything that doesn't allow that, can we all uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. So once again, the Chinese were speaking. If you'd like to know what it is, go to theclearingstatement.com. But it is a very powerful tool to clear the energy on things. So mm-hmm. I love that. Are we willing to be the potent badass creators we truly be? And my answer to mm-hmm. that is yes. well and part of being the potent badass creators we truly be is creating our business totally authentically truthfully Mm -hmm. about us in alignment with who we really are so if that means you want to work only 20 hours a week then create that you know if Mm -hmm. that means that you want to have enrollment or marketing conversations that feel really good to you that are more like a conversation rather than a script, then create that. If that means that you're taking vacation, you know, one week a month, you know, around the world, then we get to create that. Like we don't have to do business somebody else's way. We don't have to work 90 hours a week if we don't want to. You know, we don't have to do it based on somebody else's formula. We get to choose what we want to create, and when we do that, we absolutely, like, the universe responds. Like, when we jump into the deep end and say, hey, if 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 it's not my way, it's I'm not doing it, kind of like what Angela did, it's like taking a risk, but it's also like saying to the universe, yeah, I'm serious. Like, This is the way I want it done. This is what I'm going to do. Whatever it takes, this is how I'm going to create it. And, you know, that's when stuff starts to change. That's when we start getting aligned to the business and the impact that we're meant to have and be. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I was just going to say that um, if – for people that um, either in Salt Lake or even if you're not and you want to come to a big party uh, where you can get support for this path, for for the creator path. And, you know, there's a, I work with entrepreneurs, but I, I kind of go beyond that. And I say that I work with creators because I work with musicians, Mm -hmm. I work with artists and I help them find out how they create and give them permission to create their way. And, um, you, Angela, are hosting an amazing event, which um, uh, my lady friend on the other line over there is going to be a speaker. <laughs> and I I got to speak at your first event, which was one mm-hmm. of the most amazing experiences of my life. And um, I'd like to uh, invite people. How can they find out about this event that you're doing next weekend? Yeah, what, they can just go to AngelaJohnson.com. That's A-N-G-E-L-L-A, two L's. Um, and then just click on events, you know, because I've also got like a monthly free training that I do. Like there are just a lot of ways that if you want to have a magical conversation and creation around your business, like one of my events or my virtual, you know, monthly trainings are just great ways to just start expanding into that conversation and also being part of a community where you're not the only crazy one. 
<laughs> you know, you're not the only weird one. You can be joined by other weirdos. <laughs> I know. I'm going to be there being weird. Suzanne, I'm so excited to hear you. And it looks like we have 15 seconds to break. So mm-hmm. I just want to thank you, Angela, for being on our show today. And um, I think this was a really juicy topic. Thanks, everybody, for who participated and listened and played mm-hmm. in the chat room. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. Megan and Suzanne will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. Be sure to tune in for more tips on how to live in the land of and and claim your marvelous, magical life.